0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Superhero Finder. So as always, I'm Matt Wilson and I'm joined today by Sam Mitchell, who's all the way over in the Indiana, um, in the USA. How are you doing, Sam?
1: Hey, thank you for letting me be on. It's good to be here. And I don't know if I consider myself a hero, I'll be honest, but I'm glad to be here and late and labeled one on here.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, we'll be, able to, uh, we'll be able to see, and anyone listening will be able to make the mind up by the end of the podcast as well. Um, and I know that you've actually got, your po- you've got a podcast yourself, haven't you, Sam?
1: Yes. So my podcast I run is called Autism Rocks and Rolls. It is about autism and how we cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. I ran it since October 2019. I'm nearing 10K downloads, and I have had big guests on the show, such as Temple Grandin and Mick Foley.
0: Mick Foley, the wrestler? Yes, sir. Oh, that takes me back a few years. Does that because he did? Did he have two different personas in the ring, didn't he? Was he Mick Foley three? Mankind, Cactus Jack and Dude Love. Forget about Dude Love. I always remember Cactus Jack and Mankind, though. Oh, that's taken me back some. Thank you for that. (laughs) Now, what we do on this show is we are... Looking for superheroes, and as you quite rightly said, you don't know whether you consider yourself a hero, um, but a lot of the stuff you do um, and in your own daily life, but also on your podcast and on the things that you put on your website, et cetera, is around autism, isn't it? Do you want to just tell us a little yes, bit sir. about your story and how you live um, with autism, et cetera?
1: Sure. So my story is when I was, when I was dying, I had autism when I was four. I was diagnosed with it clinically. When I was four. I've hated loud noises, had to come over a lot of hardships since then. I am very hard headed at times with when it comes to certain aspects of life itself. I don't believe in plan B's. I think it's black and white brain. It's either this way or this way. Okay. There's no middle ground. I believe in that there's sometimes I have an issue with friendships because I think we should jump the gun and I jump in the pool head first to where there is no time to build bridges and no time to bond to see whether i need whether i need to be with them or not and just the social norms sometimes like it's going to be kind of an odd one but um spitting in public there have been times and i don't do this anymore but i used to actually spit like because i had mucus developed in there like spit in the building
0: uh inside so so, something like, like something that's not commonplace Right. Like you see people go yeah.
1: out outside and like in the trash can or in the toilet. Um, I'm not, I don't, I used to not be able to do that. Sometimes when I was just where, if I was in Bath and Body Works or wherever I go. <laughs> a little spit flu out there. Accidentally.
0: <laughs> a bit of method acting. So do you know what it was that, you know, was it an automatic thing that you just did that or was that a conscious choice for you to do that or um it was automatic because
1: i don't like because the mucus building up was kind of uncomfortable so i thought why wait when i can get rid of it right now
0: yes okay no i I, I definitely understand that one and you know for me that links back to some of the maybe older and prehistoric processes that we that we go through and the mind goes through and almost links a little bit back to that fight or flight it's so we've got that we're presented with this challenge or obstacle. How can we get past that as quickly and as efficiently as possible? And that's essentially what you were doing, right? Right. I would say so. Because I didn't want to deal with mucus in my throat all day. And I wanted to get through the
1: day at least without having to deal with any saliva in there.
0: Yes. So almost, you know, that was the the most important thing on your mind at that moment. Um and the way that somebody perhaps without a diagnosis of autism might have lots of conventions and things and expectations that society has said is right and wrong that would stop them doing it before they did it but you to say no
1: oh if i spin in public i'm gonna get stares and it's not furthermore appropriate to do this i'm not like that i'm like you know what society can go to hell when it comes to that i can just I used to think this obviously, not now, but I know myself now. But I thought society can go to hell. If I need to spit, I need to spit. I can't hold this in. If I can get stares, look at me all you want. It ain't gonna change me.
0: That you know, that's super powerful because that not that it makes life easy for you, because I can I can imagine there was quite a lot of friction with you know certain actions, things like that, but the idea that it was almost complete acceptance. I am not changing. This isn't going to change. I'm going to do this. I don't care what you think. But interestingly, you've, you're have now saying that that's changed. Would you yeah, say? Yeah, that- I,
1: I used to yeah. care what people think. I used to get all the glimpse, the stares, and all the dissemblance that I was weird, bizarre, mm-hmm. and all these lovely, and odd, mean statements. But I think I had to learn the hard way and not care what others think of me and that includes a lot of people that are really important to me. No offense to them, but I just can't. I mean, I take their opinions I'm going to be wrong, but at the end of the day, it's my life. It's
0: my choice. Wow. To hear that said so black and white and so strong is incredible. Um, because essentially... That strength that you've got there to be able to say that and, and believe that and almost live that is something that a lot of people strive for and try to build that that confidence in themselves and acceptance to be able to say, look, this is the boundary. This is where we are. This is who I am. You know, accept it or leave almost or, you know, choose to not be Right, and this...
1: know matt this is a generational thing because it started with my grandfather through my mother through me because my grandfather raised my mother in this aspect sort of you can kind of do what you want but there are consequences to your actions if you do something wrong that's the same with me like sam you can live the life you wish but no you have to function and know that there are some consequences for certain actions and case in point i know that Obviously, nothing's gonna bad happen if I spit in the mm-hmm. store. I mean, I get away with that. I kind of know that, but I know I can't obviously run a rob a bank. Yes. I mean, I can, but there are consequences <laughs> and severe consequences. And I know through just being the person that I am, I chose I have chosen not to go down that path and rob banks. I can i can probably get away with the minor stuff than the major stuff
0: so so it's about having that that choice and deciding and still deciding what you do because because there are the consequences so how do you think um, in terms of making the choice and making conscious decisions on what you're doing then do do you find that You work in different ways to other people with the autism or does that help in any way? Or does it hinder you making decisions like that? Well, what do you mean? I don't understand the question. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Let me, let me rephrase. So when you're thinking about doing something, so when you're making a choice, so am I going to rob a bank? Okay. Yes or no. You know, there's a consequence to it. As part of that decision-making process does any of your maybe autistic traits or does autism play a part in making that difficult? Does it make it easier to make a black and white decision or does it, you know, does it work differently to what other people um, think? I think because of my moral standards and I
1: know what I am or who I am, it may or may not, it depends on it. Mm-hmm. Like robbing the bank. I know that's wrong. You can't do that. You want to do it. Go ahead. I ain't going to stop you. It. It's your choice. But because of my knowledge of the class switches and my knowledge of how morally wrong it is, it's not happening. Now the Myers stuff, like, Hey Sam, you know, you should try to spit on the, you should try to, I'm trying to have something minor here. Let me think of something minor that that could, get... that could probably be wrong, but not like get you in serious trouble here, which I don't. Hey Sam, yeah, I know what you should do. You should spit on, you should spit outside the window or spit outside the building at McDonald's. Yeah. Um. You know what? I don't have any mucus on me right now, so probably not. (laughs) And probably not going to happen either. Nice. Nice try. Thank you. Have a good day.
0: Brilliant. So I said something to you before we started recording and I want to kind of proclaim this. And I think it'd be interesting to explore around it as well in the idea that perhaps autism could itself be a superpower. Um, it's normally a question I ask people at the end of the podcast, but I think it could be really cool for us to talk about it now. And is there anything that it, you know, that it allows you to do that may be a little bit easier than other people or better than other people? Or, you know, what are the, do you think there's any kind of a positive side to it that you find? Um, you?
1: Oh, yes. There are tons of positives that come with autism. I'll give you one. And this is where the superpower comes in we are very creative. We come up with ideas just like that. So for example, when we were, we had a gala, uh, let me leave, I think last Saturday and the speech I wrote was completely me and it was very creative and very essential. And I was kind of eccentric sort of because case in point is maybe kind of a funny and Funny example, but I went out to a wrestling entrance.
0: To a wrestling entrance? Yes. Whose wrestling entrance was it?
1: Oh Um <laughs> not um if if I said McFully, you'd probably laugh, but it's not him actually. It was uh Seth Rollins
0: yep.
1: as of this year. Brilliant. And what made you choose to go out in that? Okay, well, it represented me, sort of, because, one, it's rock and roll. Yeah. I watched him dance, and I thought, to get people's attention, I know it's kind of the funniest way to get their attention, and make them have fun. I thought, if it matches those two things, you might as well do it.
0: So it's almost making it aligned to... To your values, to the things you believe in, and the and the to the gala
1: to out. rocks and rolls. You know, I yes. get that there's this autism, and we need to pay attention to that, and always do. We that's what the gala is for. Yeah, but you know what? There's also this rocks and rolls at the bottom, and it's about rock music, Nirvana, ACDC, you name it. It's probably there, and I didn't want to ignore it, so I try to play with all these rock and roll to see if I come out to any of these and none of them hit, and it, none of them worked. So I tried to go to the roots I knew, and it was wrestling, and I watched Seth Rollins do a dance via actually being there before the gala in November, and I got a high five. from him, So it was kind of cool. That was nice. one yeah. of the bonuses. But I also watched Howie Dance, and I thought, I'm going to enter this at the gala because this is – I could do this. Like, I know I could do it. And I did, because I'm a man of my word. When something says it's going to happen, it's going to happen.
0: So that that would be, for me, that would be another power, right? It's that that drive and that determination to do what you say you're going to do.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I am a man of my word. When something that I say will happen, it will happen.
0: Did you feel nervous at all before you did it? Oh, no.
1: If you know me well enough, you know. Okay, this is Sam, and he basically makes a fool out of himself every day. So that 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 doing that dance was nothing new to me.
0: Just doing your thing.
1: Yeah, I was like, well, here we go. Time to go make a time to do what I do best: make a butt out of myself.
0: <laughs> and how did they? How did everyone react?
1: Well, surprisingly, unexpectedly good. Because I thought my initial reaction was. I thought, I'm going to do it because it's me, period. But they won't know what it is, and it'll be crickets, like, tweet, 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 tweet <laughs> going yeah. out. But I was actually wrong because I noticed them clapping and not dancing, but doing this.
0: Yeah. And I thought, like rock fists, yeah. Yeah.
1: And my initial thought was I didn't do it, but I thought, whoa, like, They're actually doing it with me. And it was very surprising, surprising, but I did do it. As I mentioned before, I did it. And I went really well. But I was initially surprised that they actually did it because I thought it would just be stairs and dead dolls. Like, what is this guy doing? But (laughs) I was wrong. It actually, that part I think was probably my favorite part of the speech. I could have danced probably a little better, but (laughs) well. I still I still did. I'm very accomplished of it. And that I'll tell you is a part of success that people aren't seeing because my speech was about success. And I try to incorporate that with success because believe it or not, for some, it takes courage to hop on that stage and just did what I do.
0: And absolutely.
1: Whether I'm used whether I know I'm used to it and it was not new, it still sometimes takes at least 10% courage to do it for me. For others, maybe a hundred.
0: Mm-hmm. So that, so we're almost looking at inhibitions then. So do you think, are you a naturally confident person and, and therefore you have less, you know, inhibitions that get in your way before doing something like that, like the 10% courage rather than the 100%? And is that something that's Sam or is that something that's, well, obviously, sorry, forgive me, it's always going to be Sam, but is that something that you think autism plays a part in or is that just you being confident?
1: Um. Well... <laughs> Depends on which version you're asking. Younger (laughs) me, that would take 100% confidence. Uh, Okay. Okay. What others thought of me. And it was very shaky, nervous, getting made fun of. I mean, I knew what happened because I had experienced it via times and it just continued on throughout my life. So younger me would be like, he took 100% confidence. I had to do what I had to, but I knew that it was going to be hard time. But older me, now me, is like, you no, know, basically, I know I can do it. You don't like it. You can laugh. Or you know what? There's a door right there. You can leave.
0: <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I'm really, really finding this super powerful, Sam, because I'll be honest, you know, there's some of the things I work on. now. I'm, I'm a, a coach as well as doing this podcast, and, and I work with people on Confidence on finding themselves and finding their strengths. Um, And on the outset, it looks like you know exactly what your strengths are.
1: Well, you know, after being excluded and being mistreated for 15 years, I had to. Otherwise, the dogs would have bit me hardcore because it took a long time to, and I thought the only way I know to beat them, sort of, is if I, at first, beat myself, but then... Find who I am so that way I can beat them. And I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses. I know that, for example, that I am when it comes to electronics, I am very weak when it comes to patients with electronics. Well, I know I know that I got mad because before I came on here, believe it or not, I said probably said I probably went like bleep, 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 bleep. So I know that I need to work on that. And it's very hard though, because when it comes to electronics, I believe that electronics should work or otherwise it needs to just go out the trash. So I'm going to be surprised if when I get older, I have a ditch full of just computers going <laughs> out in the ditch. That is just like the computer ditch, you can call it.
0: Like a computer but, graveyard.
1: Yeah, or a computer graveyard because none of them will work. Because like I said, I believe just throw it out it ain't going to do it. Why have it? But surprisingly, I'm very patient when it comes to animals and kids. Something I didn't expect that I could be patient with. Okay. Probably because I am them in some way, and kids, I think I am an inner. Chi- I can find inner child instinct in me. So, I guess in a way, because of that reason, I'm very patient when it comes to them. So that is a strength of mine.
0: That's incredible. So I, w- I wonder if there's a part of you that almost understands some of the processes in which you'll need to be patient with kids and animals, because as you say, you know, there's the a, inner a child. And then, you know, there are, there are parts of human beings, which are, which are animal-like as well. And maybe it's because, a, because a computer, like you say, it works or it doesn't, it's, it can either do a task or it can't do a task. It doesn't, you know, kind of know how to do a task. Does it? It's very, it's very black and white. Where,
1: I, you can't teach a computer
0: I mean, you know, could, it just wouldn't fight. It'd be pretty boring, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. It, no, you, the tech, my tech would fight. That's, that's how sometimes my question with technology is the tech would fight and wouldn't listen to you with viruses and all that. Yes. However, kids and animals, you tell an animal to sit, it's like, oh, I need to listen. Kids, hey. Yeah. You know, if you're not, if you can't yell, if you're like, don't hit. You mean you, you can, but it's wrong in my eyes. If they're young, obviously, and if they're all, you can be a little more like really, yeah. But yeah. if they're young, yeah, you teach them. Hey, you don't hit because of this reason, yada yada yada. So that's my belief on parenthood: is you don't, you don't yell at them, honestly. And I can't say this firmly because I'm not a parent, but what I believe is you don't yell. Parenting's all about teaching.
0: Yes. See, I'm going to level with you. I'm not a parent either. So I think we're both coming from what we've seen and and things that we think would work as well. But I agree. Um, I think the difficulty is when you when you yell or when you shout at a child. It's you're not they're not always learning a lesson from it. They're not always learning and developing from it. It's more of a reaction, isn't it? It's when you yell, you shut down almost or you cry or you will react in a way you know, that just helps you deal with that emotion. And a lot of children struggle with, le- you know, learning that emotion or learning what is um, right for them to do. Whereas if you're teaching, then that enables that child to develop, doesn't it? At every point, everything that happens.
1: Right. Because that's what parenting is. It's about teaching. And when you discipline a child, honestly, you're not doing it to hurt them, honestly. You're doing it to show them a, a lesson like, hey, you can't do this
0: yeah i wanted to just go back to so that your podcast and what you said about the gala was rock and roll now i know that you've got a big love of rock and roll music what does that play in your life kind of where does that come from tell me a little bit about that
1: you know that's a great answer i think i just listened to a rock song one day and i felt in love with that sense and um my belief is i think the reason why it helps me so much is i can finally have an outlet for the anger that I can release, because I know, like, you know, my grandfather makes me mad. I can't yell and be like, Grandpa, you son of a. You know what? Mm-hmm. Probably. So if he does make me mad, because I'm a person who likes to avoid controversy as well, then I would just use rock music to release that anger in a more peaceful way. That way, one, I can avoid controversy, and two, I don't have to make anyone mad.
0: Yes. Yes, no, I can see that completely as a as an outlet. Um, Plus,
1: the music's though in rock and roll music, I've heard honestly is sometimes more powerful than the current music going on or the or the other types of music. Because I'd rather, if it was me, I'd rather listen to a blunt, honest song about suicide rather than a kind of clean, sweet clean country, fun country song.
0: Yes. So something that's got a bit of depth, something that shows some raw emotion, you know, maybe, I suppose shows the humanness rather than necessarily, I suppose, the, I don't know, sometimes I feel nowadays some music just feels very cheap, but not that it's not expensive, but cheap as in it's it's very shallow.
1: Yeah, some of the current music these days aren't too good, I'll be honest with you.
0: Mm. No, we can definitely agree on that one. Um, do you think there's any? So we've said about a weakness, and we've um, we've said about a strength as well. Now you, obviously, you mentioned about fifteen years of you know really troublesome times, and how people understand you know how your you know you and your brain work differently to to other people. And now what you do is you spend your time championing. And talking and raising awareness about autism which for me that then brings it to a bigger audience so that then opens you up to people either asking questions or you know possibly as we're knowing nowadays you know it opens you up to criticism to you know negative comments and trolling what do you find is the general response when you go out to people is it good? Well. Or is it
1: Yeah, most of the thing is good. I mean, you're going to have your haters. I've just learned that the hard way. I mean, back then it was a lot more negative than now. But I learned you're going to have the negative and um, all the kind of harsh words that might happen. But the way I learned to handle it is because I've been underestimating my whole entire life and I had to change this or otherwise it would have been a disaster for me, period, would have been lead to a lot of depression. I would probably I just flipped it. And I just said, please underestimate me because I, you know what you're going to do after you do, you're going to change. And I'm just telling you that because I'm, again, a man of my word. And instead of underestimating me, you'll overestimate me. So go ahead and underestimate me. You know what's going to happen? I get a I get a bigger dog in the fight and it just shows that I'm better than, I don't say I'm better than all of you, but it shows that I am way more superior
0: than some others i'm way more superior than what you thought than what you thought that is perfect and you know if there was ever a you know better idea of using that underestimation as a motivation and turning that on its head and i always talk a lot about reframing so exactly what you've just said there so somebody underestimates you and makes a derogatory comment or doubts you and you're turning that and saying, yeah, you go ahead about that because that comment's all about you. That comment's not about me. That's about your views on me. So I'm going to take that, that energy. And I know that I'm going to fast surpass anything that you ever thought was possible of me. That's incredible.
1: Oh, yeah. I know I'm going to cross the finish line. You, but you can move the finish line further, 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 and further away. You can keep moving it. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going to keep going. Wow.
0: So does that make you kind of like the flash as well? Then you're just gonna be faster than everyone. You're gonna be like Superman stronger.
1: Um well, no, I would say um I think I've root I, I'm wearing a Batman shirt today. So oh, isn't. <laughs> so it wasn't intentional, believe me, I promise you. But um I've always it's kind of funny. Sometimes in movies, I actually root for the villains sometimes in the heroes. Sometimes I'll root for the heroes, but a lot of times in the movies, I root for villains. Why do you think that is? You know, I, the longest time I didn't know until I think I figured it out. Because these villains sometimes, they're sick. And I don't mean sick because, because they snapped the whole universe. I don't mean that. I mean they're, not, they're sick. Yes. Like mentally sick. The Joker, if you watch that Joker 2019 movie, mm. holy crap. That's why one of my favorite movies of all time. It is mental illness to a key. And what bothers me is some of these people don't get why he's acting the way. And then you'll see, because heck, if I was in his situation, I'd turn evil too. And in this movie, there's a scene that really hits me home. And I wish that could happen to me. I haven't seen it yet, but. I guess the closest would be to the gala, but I'm hoping that one day it would. If you watch the movie, it's a good movie. I hope you don't mind me spoiling it. No, so, go ahead. <laughs> um, so then he's going to the jail because he's got bad and he's watching Beauty and he's smiling. And the police says, are you happy with what you did? And he said, it's beautiful. And obviously that wasn't the part that hit me. It was what happened next. It was he got in a crash. And all these people by then were rooting for the Joker. I don't know how, and I don't know why, but they were. But they dragged him out, and they put him on top of the car. And what he did hit me hard. He was dancing, like, just bizarrely, sort of. But the audience was, yeah, woo, yeah, you know, like, just getting along with it. And I guess the gala kind of did that. So in a way, now that I think about it, I didn't realize that until just this moment, what I did in that, that gala, that's the same thing with the Joker in 2019. That's what I wanted, was that feeling of just respect. Yes. And the Joker got that. So in a way, the villains are not sick up here, but in a sense, they still can be recognized and accomplished just like the Joker was.
0: Wow. No, see, it's one of the it's one of the comic book films that, well, based characters that I haven't seen. And I do, I will go and see it. Um and oh, I man,
1: it's a killer movie.
0: If you want to see a movie that represents mental illness
1: to its T, The Joker by Joe Can Phoenix, perfect.
0: You know, I was talking to somebody to one of my friends today, and we were talking about the idea that even between Kind of heroes in movies and villains, you'll very unlikely find any conflict or a war or whatever, but you know, there isn't between people who all think who don't all think they are right or they're right.
1: Oh, right. and I will tell you though, before I forget, sorry to interrupt you, sorry, right? uh, I am a fan of anti heroes. Yes, anti heroes are the killer because. They're still doing the right thing for the right people, but at the same time, they don't like people. And in a way, that's kind of me because, yes, I'm doing the right thing by having autism on my platform or spraying this platform of mental health awareness, but I know at the same time, I cannot be the nicest person to certain people, and I know those weaknesses can affect sometimes others, but I don't care. Let's put it that way.
0: So when we when we think anti-hero, then we're talking about people that do things for the same what we would consider the right reasons for the same end goal. Right, because they want to. Yeah, yeah, because they want to. I um, mean, I was only watching Daredevil last night and The Punisher was introduced. Um, and The Punisher is an anti-hero because he only kills criminals because they do bad things. But it's done in a way that is illegal. And it is, you know, it is a bad way. So sometimes, like you say, sometimes you buy into those characters because you understand some of the reasoning for them doing things. But then it's that moral decision like we spoke about earlier, isn't it? Whether you do it in that way or not.
1: Yeah, basically. I mean, I know I'm morally right by doing this podcast, but I know I have some moral traits that are incorrect or what society would be like, what the heck are you doing? But I also know that I'm not going to play into society half the time. So I might occasionally here and there, but it's rarely. And I know who I am and that isn't right. And so be it. But I'm also going to do as much right as I can Mm -hmm. and tell the world, basically, the pain I have suffered Mm -hmm. so that maybe if someone else has gone through this, they don't have to either. It's my way of giving back in a yeah. sense. Yeah. It's my way of being the hero.
0: And, and I would absolutely say that it is your superpower, as well as some of the character traits that you said that you hold. I mean, really, what yourself living with autism does is, like you said, it does go against some societal norms, but we must remember that those are created By the few and followed by the many, and they're not, you know, they're not right or wrong, um, but they are commonplace, so it can feel like there's pressure on that. But no matter what you do, you know, there's some things that people won't like, but as long as people can understand the reasons why you do things and that there is no harm intended by some things that people might find offensive, or there isn't, you know, anything that you're trying to do you know, to hurt anybody by doing it, then they can accept you for being you, right? Surely that's the mission. And, you know, for anyone else. And the
1: anti-hero statement that says it all is right here. I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings at all. It's not intended. It's not pushed to. But if I have to, then I have no fear or no shame of having to cross that line.
0: What, of hurting people's feelings?
1: Um. well, I maybe not hurting those feelings, but I guess in a sense, being blunt, like yes, it's tough love. Let's put it that way. Let's be yeah. like, this yeah. is stupid. You need to stop it. Because goes, of this reason.
0: And that goes back to that whole idea of being a bit more black and white about things, is it?
1: Right. Because I mean, I just said I'm the hero and it's not me being mean. It's not a mean spirit but like you need to stop it because gosh, you're such a you know what probably, but it's not, so intense. tense. Like you, here's a deal. Okay. You, this is dumb. That's the anti, but the hero is, or the, the anti is, this is dumb. You need to stop it. But the hero is the reason why it's dumb is yada, 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 yada. So can you please stop? And I'm just trying to do this for your better. Okay. And I think, wait a minute. I actually know a statement I did. And I said once to someone, one of my friends, actually. So one of my friends is on the spectrum, too. And she knows who she is. But she would, She kept interrupting people during creative writing. And she just, like, un, unintentionally mm. known that she interrupted people. And she didn't do it on purpose. I know this person well enough. She would never do that. But it bothered me because all these people have other statements they want to say. But yet she's hogging up the attention. So I thought, you know what? this is, this is rude. This is unbearable, but I need to say something about this to her. So what I did was I was the hero, like, Hey, I'm glad you're creative writing. And I sincerely meant that I want to tell her that too, because you share a lot of advice, but the anti is you keep interrupting people. And I know you're not doing on purpose, but do me, but do me a favor, right. And I just said, let others take turns and make sure that before you speak, anyone else doesn't want to speak, but we still like your presence in there. But just be careful and let everyone else speak. And then I, the hero part came to me and was like, all right. And then I went away very calmly.
0: Just so it was hearing- like
1: a father saying advice. It was in a way a father t- telling advice.
0: Yes. And I like the way you separated the hero there from the anti-hero. And I'm, I'm, I've perhaps got another question back because essentially what you've done there is you've shown love, you've shown, you know, um, appreciation for that person being there and you appreciate their presence and, you know. I
1: really was. I was very happy she was there. I think she was a value member
0: to the creative writing class. What you've been able to do is you've been able to have a quite difficult and assertive conversation to assert some boundaries for the rest of the people that were there. But in a way that just says, look, I Want this for a good reason, I want you here, but they, we're all gonna get more from it if you act in a certain way, right? Like- That's
1: what it basically yeah. was. It was just telling her, Look, you know, I, it's trying, it was a nice way of saying other people have statements too.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: can't just steal all their statements, they want to say something too, and we got to share the statements. It's not 50 50. And I know I interrupt people, I know that sometimes I had to overwhelm it. And I don't mean to, you know, I, I don't mean to be to, like interrupt on purpose. Mm-hmm. But I, they have statements too that they need to be heard. So in a way, it was defending them, mm-hmm. not intentionally, but unintentionally, because it was defending her too, because I didn't want them to say it very bluntly and rudely to me as she take it personally.
0: Yes. Question back to you then, Sam. How do you respond if someone... So if you were her, how would you respond if somebody had said what you said to her? So if somebody's quite, you know, quite forward and blunt with you. I, well, older
1: me, younger me would have their feelings hurt, but older me would actually take it and hear it out to a key. Mm. But I wouldn't want to know, okay, you know, Sam, it'd be like this. Sam, you're rude and you're basically... Just not the nicest person. Okay. I, I don't understand. But in the end, I would say, okay, I know that you think that, but why? Why do you think I am? Yes. Is it something I've done? Is it something i said? Like, what's the reason you think I'm basically a mean person? Is it my bluntness? Is it because of something I said? I mean, what did I do? And then, you, but then I want that person to tell me. And then I can resolve it or not resolve it because, you know, they say you're too blunt. I'm like, well, here's the deal. I'll do my best, but I can't help it part of the time because not using it because I'm autistic and I'm not using autism as an excuse Mm -hmm. is because I have autism and this is the way I am. Mm -hmm. I I am very blunt sometimes because there is a place in my head that states I am very honest or blunt and it's they're both the same thing to me. I'm just being honest with you, buddy. But they say certain situations, like you made a joke about my grandmother that I didn't like. i went, okay, well, I'll be a lot more careful around you when I say that. And I won't joke about your grandmother. I apologize for doing that. It wasn't my goal to hurt you. Mm -hmm. I was just, you know, Mm -hmm. having some fun and messing around with you. I wasn't poking the bear to say, I was just playing around with you. But I'll be careful next time.
0: And there you go, it's resolved. So what do you think change so you say a lot between that kind of younger you would be offended or that younger you would take it personally and then you now clearly searches for context for reason you know for something to change or a lesson to learn you know what was it that that changed that do you think there was a certain point was there an event or was it just over time Oh yeah
1: it was it was matt people kept poking the bear and when you poke a bear too much the bear is finally gonna growl Mm -hmm. and roar probably so that's why, I mean, I was like, all right, all right. we're done with this. I got to make some changes up to me or I got to go with society a little bit. I got to figure out this balance. And when I did figure out the balance, I learned some stuff about me that um, are still with me today. I made some sacrifices, but for the better. One sacrifice is I can't I'm kind of surprised I am when it comes to this. But because of the certain meanness, I will the certain mean I had dealt with, I was and still am at, t- at points in my life very arrogant. Not because of be like, I'm a narcissist, but because I basically got picked on so much that I'm still, I think old me is still in there to the point where he still feels self-conscious about a little bit about who he is. So in my eyes, I always have to get the last word because I'm still self-conscious a little bit because I've been through so much, and I'm not going to deal with anyone's disrespect. And that's that line. I mean, saying I'm not afraid to cross that line.
0: Yes, yeah, and you've mentioned that before. So we've heard about that change, you know, between the younger you, where you are now. How old are you now, Sam? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, so. What does the, where does the next five, 10 years take you? What are you going to be doing? What are your dreams? What are your aspirations?
1: Well, i always joke and I say, ask me in five years and we'll talk again. <laughs> um, we can. I'm not the type of guy who makes promises, says, okay, here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it never does. I'm the guy who likes to take the little bit of the flow. I used to not be, I used to be an itinerary type of guy. Okay. But not anymore. I'm the type of person who goes with the flow. So I'm taking this podcast one day at a time. And we'll see where it takes me from there. So it's uh when, when they are we're nonprofit. So that could stay there. It could go back to a hobby. It could just be a profit business. I don't know. Just one day at a time, man.
0: Just interesting. I wanted to pick up something you said then about being um an itinerary kind of guy. Was that um was that a conscious choice that you made to be a little bit more chilled out and go with the flow?
1: Well, that kind of that was kind of my free changes because here's an example. When I went to Texas, I insisted we had an itinerary and we did follow it. But then my mother suggested, "How about you don't have an itinerary for this next trip we do in Destin? Just go with the flow and just see what happens." And I'll tell you, because of that, it was probably my most favorite vacation I've ever taken.
0: Wow! And
1: honest, was it, hold on, no. Yeah, I, I love Destin now, but the, the vacation I enjoyed more was Destin because I didn't have an itinerary.
0: Why do you think that was? I
1: Texas still.
0: Yeah. I
1: enjoy Texas still, but I enjoyed Destin more because of that non itinerary.
0: And what was it about? What is it about going with the flow then that you enjoy more? What What was it that made that trip so special?
1: Well, there's so many options, and you can pick that from that day. You know. One day mm. you may put a jet ski and That may be your goal, but then you're like, you know what? No, I feel like just watching a movie that day. Well, guess what? You can make a movie day at the hotel. There's no itinerary stating that you have to do this. With an itinerary, you mm. have to do this. You have to follow by that plan. Yeah. And if you fall by that plan and you don't, you can get overwhelmed and very stressful. And why un- and it's unnecessary unnecessary
0: Stress? 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 <laughs> You know, it's true. It's true. I can completely say that because you. it must mean that you're very much in touch with what you want. Some people like to live by an itinerary and plans because actually deviating from that would be very difficult. But actually, there's a lot of people, like you're saying, that go with the flow and find that actually they can keep in tune with themselves. You can keep in tune with what you want to do on that particular day. And if something changes, then probably a little bit more agile in being able to deal with that, right?
1: Right. But I'm also the type of guy who does like plans in certain aspects.
0: You know, I have a follow
1: strict morning routine where if it is broken, I'm not like devastated, but it throws me off. So like the routine this morning, I bet hundred bucks when I leave, it's going to throw me off because I'm the guy who's like, I take my medicine, I eat breakfast, get dressed, brush teeth, deodorant. I mean, I follow that line. Ever since mm-hmm. I was a young boy, so when something gets thrown off and you got put in an interview in here, kind of not helping. And I'm not bashing this. I'm I've enjoyed this. I'm glad I did this, but I'll probably have a consequence when we're done.
0: Well, I apologize for the consequence, but as don't, we say,
1: don't worry. I but I brought the consequence on myself that makes <laughs> sense, because I put this for 9:30 a.m.
0: And that's you know. That again is is all that's so powerful because it's about accepting that the choice that you make has consequences, and it's looking at which one you know you value more, or which opportunity you value more, or you know there's there's so much strength to be seen in, in that. I think anyway. So right, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, so don't take the blame for it. I did this to me. I know myself well enough. <laughs> I know that there'll be a consequence, but it's my consequence. You didn't do anything to do it.
0: No. Hey, we're just we're just here to spread messages. We Are oh. messengers? We are here to oh, gosh, you know, yes. inspire. Um, wonderful. So, just one last thing I would like to ask you, Sam, then, if you could have any superpower. So, we've already said, I think categorically, autism is a superpower. Okay, I think that's pretty clear. Um, you'll you I think, you've got a superhero cape sat somewhere in your room, right? You must, have. um, no, <laughs> I
1: don't. <laughs> I don't have the abs either, like Superman, so I don't even... <laughs> I off. It's not Ab, happening.
0: Abs are not important. Abs are not important. Got but it. if you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be?
1: Oh, well, the this is going to be... I think it represents me, too. Invincibility. Ooh. Invincibility, because I can get away from the world and I can finally have a moment to myself and be there when people aren't looking, because I would rather help sometimes unawarefully then awarefully and it does represent me because this is funny but i always oddly have if you watch boss baby the kid the older kid has an imagination and sometimes i will dream literally about being invincible at a certain place i remember one dream i was actually invincible at um six flags fiesta texas where i went to once upon a time when i was a child mm. and i man it was it was a blast. Me being by yourself and not knowing people are there and not having to deal with the crowd, kind of sneaking in there and mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. on the roller coaster by yourself without any of the hassles or the stresses. It was wonderful.
0: No, oh, but it was. And
1: I remember waking up that day being like, that wasn't real. Oh.
0: <laughs> Why can't it be real? Or oh, when you wake up and you go, can I just have a few more minutes in that dream, please? Just go back. <laughs> yeah. Like, so go back to sleep. <laughs> oh, I can't go back there, dang it. oh perfect sam god i think we could talk for hours but i'm conscious there's other things to be done with this wonderful day if anyone wants to find out more about what you do please this is the time to plug so website podcast where we are
1: all right so where you can find me really is my website autismrocksandrolls.com and and it has everything there my web my podcasts where my platform is my the non-profit if you want to get involved so it has all my information there, really.
0: And that's a really great way to do it because it means you've only got one web address to remember and not a million. And it's a one-stop shop for everything Autism Rocks and Rolls, right? Correct. Brilliant. Well, I can't wait to get this, this out, Sam. Thank you very, very much for your time. And um, I'm sure we'll catch up again soon.
1: All right. Hey, if you ever want me back too, give me a holler. I'm not going anywhere for a while.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'll take you up on that one. All right, man. Thank